It's a special Saturday edition of Locked on Blue Jackets, and we've got Jared Brown back to tell us all about Swiss prospect Marco Casper, how he could fit in on the Blue Jackets, and who the Blue Jackets could draft 12th overall. All that and more on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, who are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day, or your first watch of the day if you are joining me over on YouTube. If you are not joining me over on YouTube, then uh, maybe you should be, because YouTube is where it's at. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available no matter where you watch or listen to it. You will never have to pay for a Locked On Podcast Network product. So today is yet another prospect profile. We're going to round out our week of draft coverage by uh, talking about Marco Casper, who is a uh, really exciting Swiss prospect that uh, could fit in surprisingly well on the Blue Jackets. So uh, we talked to Jared Brown of Draft Pro Hockey all about that. So I will just get right into it. So uh, speaking of, of... Europeans. We've we've talked a little bit about uh, a North American skater. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Marco Casper, who is again a name that I was kind of familiar with right up until they posted the rankings, and he was a little bit higher than I expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what can we expect from a guy like Marco Casper every time he steps on the ice? Yeah. Um... Every time he steps on the ice, what you can expect from him is to play with a ton of compete. Um, his work ethic is going to be as as good as anyone else. Um, you know, he, he you know, I, I think he's someone that has so much maturity um, in his game, and that's what has, what has allowed him to play in the SHL and play meaningful minutes. I mean, uh, they, they got eliminated, I believe in the, his team got eliminated, I believe in the second round of the SHL playoffs, but he was playing um, second or third line minutes. And I think that just speaks to the maturity of his game um, and the, how he plays with a lot of really solid details. Um, and, you know, there, there's not a lot to complain about in his game. I think the biggest thing for him is he doesn't have uh, a wow factor. Um, he's not um, dynamically skilled, but um, he's very shifty with the puck. I think the best part about his skating is his edge work. Um, and, you know, he's able to um, kind of control the puck in, in tight situations, you know, below the, below the dots in the offensive zone in the corners, he can spin off pressure and that can buy him some more time and space. And then he can, he can find a passing option from there. So I think that's, that's the best thing about his skating. And, um, you know, for me, sometimes that is, it's better to have that than uh, transitional speed because it's kind of funny. I've, I've, I've talked to some other scouts about this and it seems like the game slows down more when you actually get to the NHL. If you think about it in junior level, the game is very wide open because structures aren't as strong. There's more mistakes happening, leading to more odd man rushes, right? In the NHL, that doesn't really happen. 
which means you need to find ways to generate more offense, more chances in half ice scenarios or from the blue line down and in that offensive zone. So if you can, you, if you're, if you got good agility and you can spin off checks to give yourself more time and space and you're not getting uh, squashed up along the boards um, in those, in those situations, then I think you're going to have success in the NHL. And that's what Casper is really good at. Um, and so I'm, you know, I, I think he's a really, really solid pick for, for anyone who drafts him. And I think he could play sooner in the NHL rather than later. Casper's another one of these, these players that is listed as a center on mm-hmm. elite prospects. Obviously we talked a little bit um, in yesterday's episode about is um Kodagoshie a center or a mm-hmm. winger? Obviously, he's we yeah. he's a winger. Is Casper a legit center? Do you think? I don't obviously. I don't know that he's a number one center, but mm-hmm. is he a guy that you think could be a top line winger or kind of maybe a middle six center or like where is he a legit, yeah. a legit pure center? Do you think? Yeah. So um I think he is. You know, he's he's different from Kodagoshie where. Casper's played on the wing um, in the SHL a bit. Um, actually, not a bit. I'd probably say a decent amount. He's played on the wing uh, in the SHL. Um, but he's he's a natural center, in my opinion. He is, he is a, a natural center. And where I think he fits perfectly would be in a middle six role, like you said. I think in a second, I think he's got the ceiling uh, to be a second line center. Um, but if uh, if he doesn't get to that potential, I, I could see him being a really strong third line center and even potentially being uh, a shutdown center because of how mature his game is and how, um, you know, defensively, you know, uh, how how good his defensive IQ is and how good he is off the puck. Um, so I think he could he could develop into a shutdown role um, down the line. You may, you know, and that that honestly could be like an five six years right i mean i don't think anyone thought um trying to think of a name uh, uh, david Kampf with the the toronto maple leafs i don't think you know when he was draft if he was drafted or he was signed out of europe i don't know exactly but when he started with chicago i don't know if it was uh him to be a shutdown center and now you know now he's with the toronto maple leafs and he plays that third line center um and he plays in a shutdown role i mean they they never start him in the offensive zone um and he he plays penalty kill and that's where i think marco casper is um and but at the same time like i said i think casper has a ceiling of a second liner in a minute i've got more of my conversation with jared about marco casper but first i've got to tell you about built bar because built bar has a brand new flavor that i am just the most excited about Imagine dipping your finger into, you know, that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting, and then you open your eyes and you realize it's only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That is what it is like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like this before. They are, hands down, the best Built Bar flavor. They're available right now, and I can't promise that they will still be available tomorrow, so uh, run, don't walk, all the way to Built.com. Built Puffs are a protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate, and you can make every day your birthday with Built Birthday Cake Puffs. 
Here's the best bit though. If you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. And that's basically like a birthday gift every day. Use promo code LOCKED15 once again for 15% off at built.com and make sure you get a box of the birthday cake puffs while you still can. Yeah, and this is something that I talked about with um, Will Scouch the other day, actually, is we were talking about Karol Marchenko and this weird kind of assumption for a lot of people is that if a player goes in the first round, they have to be a top-line star player, and sometimes that's just not mm-hmm. not the role. And so I think sometimes you have to look at a guy and be like, oh, cool, a second-line centre, because I don't think, you know... If you're a second-line centre, then that means you are one of the 64 best centres <laughs> yeah. in the NHL. Or, you know, yeah, of all much. hockey players, ideally, you know, because if you're mm-hmm. in the NHL, chances are you're the, one of the best players. And I know that that's, that's not a bad thing. And I think if you if you top out at second-line centre, especially, you know, a guy like Casper, who, looking at the, the rankings, is kind of predicted to go anywhere from... Uh, kind of about 14th all the way up to 27th. You know, yeah. I think it's... I think second-line centre for a guy that goes in the second half of the first round is is mm-hmm. not a not a terrible... not a terrible way for that development to, to end. Yeah. I I look at him as, you know, like you say, he, he's going to either go higher than I expect or he's going to drop um, and, and, you know, it'll be a bit surprising. Um, but I, I don't see a lot of holes in his game or even red flags in his game. And normally when a player drops, um, that means there are some red flags in his game. It could come down to, sometimes it also can come down to fitness level and only the NHL teams will know that from the combine. Um, and so, you know, I have no idea what Casper's physical shape is. He seems like he's, you know, he's in really good shape, just the way he, he can battle and play through contact um, at the pro level in the SHL. Um, But I I see him, I I honestly, I could see him being a sneaky, uh, you know, I could see Detroit picking him. I think Detroit picks like eighth or ninth overall. I think I could see Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Detroit picking him just you know like a it's kind of like a cider pick you know like yeah. it was out of the blue uh people did not expect cider to go then and now you look at that 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 selection looks like a genius move and i think um uh you could see casper going that high because i think detroit's got a little bit of that you know we like him we know who he is we don't care about other rankings or whatever we're going to pick him here and even if they pick him ninth overall and he becomes their second line center, that's still a good pick. Yeah, I was gonna say like, especially Detroit, who like Dylan Larkin is probably gonna be their number one center for a very long exactly. time. Exactly. So like, they're not exactly, looking yeah. for, they're not looking for the next Dylan Larkin yet. The kid's what 20, 24, maybe twenty five. Yeah, oh yeah, he's no, he's he's still like he's, he's still waiting to hit his yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's still waiting to hit his prime probably you could say right he had a really good season this year um um you know and so i i think you're not really gonna find a center that's going to leapfrog him 
So like yeah. I said, if, but but that's one thing I think Detroit is missing is a second line center right now. They mm-hmm. have Joe Valeno who maybe could get there. Um, they have some other prospects in the system that I think maybe they have high hopes for, but um, I, I think Casper would be a sneaky pick. I think they probably wouldn't go for that. I can see them going for someone like Connor Geeky um, with that size, but um, I don't know. That's that's my uh, that's my wild prediction. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Detroit. Steve Eisman seems to be on that same level of Yawa Kakalainen of like we have our plan. We're not going to yeah. tell anyone what our plan is. We're just going to pick who we want to pick instead of going with like the consensus pick. But um, yeah. I guess that leads really nicely into kind of the question of Columbus is drafting obviously sixth overall, which you talked about last episode. They've also got their own pick at twelfth. Yep. Do you think Casper is a potential at twelve? Is that like, is that a pick that makes sense to you? Or um, if not, who who do you think the Blue Jackets take at 12? Uh, so I think it could be... The thing is with the Casper, if Casper is a potential for them at number 12, is I look at him and I look at Cole Sillinger and I think the same, mm-hmm. right? I think two guys that you would maybe hope is so let's say Casper gets drafted 12th overall. I think you're looking at Cole Sillinger and you're looking at Marco Casper and you're looking at both of them saying one of you is going to be our future number one center fight for it, which could be the, which, you know, internal competition is always very good for a team in my opinion, but I don't think either of them have the ceiling of a number one center. Um, so I think Casper like, I, I I don't know if he would be the great the best selection there. I, I really would like to see Columbus probably pick um, another skilled winger um, to help out the 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 offense. And uh, I mean the offense wasn't really an issue this year. It didn't seem like, but I think the more skill you have, the the better you your team is. And at the end of the day, you can offload those skilled players for for better um to to balance out your team right i mean if you have too much skill it's it's that's never an issue in my book you know you can never have enough enough skill and if people and if players are getting pushed out of the lineup well then you could find them a new home and you bring in a defenseman in return or something like that right um and that could be the case so um when i look at Number twelve, I, I I would say probably someone I I could see like Daniil uh, Yurov, uh, the the Russian, um, who you know didn't play any ice time in the KHL because I don't know what they do over there, um, because of whatever reason they just they'll let you play for the top team in the KHL or but they'll let you up with the top team in the KHL but they won't let you play, <laughs> um. So, but he's a, he's a guy who he's got a good two-way game. I like his two-way game. I think it's a bit underrated, but he's very, you know, highly skilled and uh, he's a right winger. I think he's, well, he, I think he slots best on the right wing. Um, and so that's probably a good option for them at number 12. And obviously, um, you know, there is a bit of a Russian connection with Columbus and, and draft picks. Um, and so I, I think that would be a good selection for them at number 12. In a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Jared about Marco Casper and also who the Blue Jackets should draft at 12th and who they could draft at 12th. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. 
because BetOnline is the official sports betting website of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and they continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. As the first round of the playoffs is starting to wrap up, you can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including the Stanley Cup playoffs, this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, uh, UFC, boxing, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Do you think number 12 is kind of, or not number 12, but this is something I've kind of been mulling over for a little bit. Like, at what point in the first round do you stop picking best player available and start drafting according to your needs? Mm-hmm. Um... You know, I think every team should have best player available mentality for the most part. Um, I do understand it from teams that are either tight to the cap or uh, they are expected to be contending uh, to be a contending team for multiple years uh, and have playoff runs then you need to look at uh, possible pending UFAs in a year or two that you may lose and see if those, uh, if you can grab someone that could replace them um, in those in, you know, one to two years. So I, I would say the only time instead of drafting best player available, I would, I would do it is if I'm a contending team, I know I'm going to have multiple playoff runs. I'm going to have playoff success um, and I need, entry-level contracts to fill out my roster because uh, I'm tight to the cap, right? I mean, every team seemed like to be they were tight to the cap this year. So, you know, I could throw out multiple teams, uh, Toronto, Tampa Bay, uh, Vegas, like all these teams, they're, they're, they're tight to the cap. So they need to hit on these late first-round picks that they have. And when those players are on their ELC contracts, they need to come in and make an impact. So that's the only time I would say it's uh, maybe acceptable to draft for a positional need and pass up a player who would be the best player available at the time of that selection. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, two more. We've done a couple more prospects, added to my, my giant list of uh, prospects that I'm like, oh, maybe they should be a blue jacket now because I'm very impressionable and yeah. have basically no uh, short-term memory. And so every time I learn about a new prospect, I'm like, oh, shiny new thing. Um, there you go. But, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming to talk to me about, about prospects once again. Uh, it has been very informative and good. So uh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come and explain things in very small words so people like me can understand <laughs> yeah well thanks for having me on again i'm happy to help <laughs> well uh we'll have to maybe we might have time to get one more round of, of prospect profiles in before yeah. uh before the draft in july fingers crossed yeah <laughs> well that sounds good and that's uh that's about all i've got for you today and this week uh, you can find jared brown over at at Jared Brown with two N's, 97. Uh, you can find all of his written work over at Draft Pro Hockey. He's been doing a ton of really great work for the upcoming draft. Make sure you check that out. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. 
We'll be back next week with more prospect profiles, which you can find over at uh, Locked on Blue Jackets on YouTube, on your podcast apps. Uh, we are on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And until Monday, make sure you stay locked on.